Hey guys, welcome to Ghost Face in It. So before we get to the episode today, I do want to address uh, how I got to the name Ghost Face in It, uh, because a couple people have pointed out uh, that they didn't really get why my podcast was titled that. And it's basically because I made an assumption, and it turns out I made an ass out of myself, so I probably shouldn't explain that. Um, I'm a huge fan of the film Scream, uh, which in the film... Uh, Ghostface calls his victims and asks them what their favorites and asks them what their favorite scary movie is. So I am a friendly Ghostface, just asking people what their just what their favorite films are. Little to no murder involved. That is why it's called Ghostface in it. Um, again, I always assume a lot more people love Scream as much as I do, which is not always the case. And again, I made an assumption, uh, but that is why it's called Ghostface in it. Uh, so without any further ado, here's this week's episode. Thanks you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Let's talk about films and shit. Hey guys, this welcome to Ghostface Net, the podcast where I talk favorite films with some of my favorite people, and I'm very happy to have my very good friend Asim on today. Asim, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I am good. I'm very. I'm actually very excited to to talk this movie, and uh, th- this episode's been uh, long brewing. <laughs> That's for sure. So. It's almost it's since last year we've been brewing this. I know. And then... I feel like we first talked about it around Thanksgiving, didn't we? We did. It's yeah. And then of and course then... life just gets like super busy. So <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, um, but here we are now. I know. And uh, what movie are we talking today, Asim? We are talking about Burlesque, starring Cher and Christina Aguilera, who you love. I love Christina so much. Anyone that knows me for five minutes knows that. So. Um, it was no surprise that I picked this one, I guess. <laughs> no, to be honest, when I when I was like, hey, will you come on and do this? I was like, I I, I should have put money on it. I was like, I bet you he picks burlesque. There was some, I can't remember what the other movie was, but I was like 95% positive it was going to be burlesque. And I was very happy to be right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the other one I wanted to, I would uh, love to do a, an episode on. Um, I don't know if you do people's like second favorite movies, but um, you know, if you get to like if you get through that many, but um it was Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um which is also a great movie. It's so good. Um the writing of that film is definitely a lot better than the writing of Burlesque, but we can get into that a little bit later. I was um, a, I was gonna <laughs> say, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm gonna soft roast Burlesque a little bit because there's it's 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 easy it's easy to roast i feel like but at the same time i do understand like your enjoyment of like i feel like i understand your enjoyment of this film absolutely i think like there is no chance that this would have been like a movie that i watched so much or if uh, you know at all have been the one that i picked for this if it weren't for christina being in this um so yeah it's a huge part of it no, hey, you know what? I do not blame you. Again, I've I've been uh I've been uh, shoehorning Adam Driver into conversations every chance I get because I love him and I will watch I literally noticed. anything <laughs> with him in it. So I, you know what? I cannot I cannot even fault you there because I totally get it. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. I have a problem. Well, I I don't know if I can say the same thing about Christina. Honestly, the other stuff that she's done, like, um. She, she, Melissa McCarthy did this film called, um, Life of the Party. 
and um christina was in it for like two and a half seconds literally i know that for a fact um doing fighter <laughs> at the end and i watched it on an airplane i was just like i'm just gonna watch the fighter performance at the end of the film and then like <laughs> i'll go do something else um i don't remember what i ended up watching oh i ended up watching a film that i actually really really enjoyed it was called um uh i think it's called blinded by the light or it was like a bruce springsteen um thing uh it was like a, about a brown guy who uh, in like the 80s who gets obsessed with Bruce Springsteen to the point where like it's like a stan culture movie I really appreciated it because I love Christina like he loves um, Bruce Springsteen it was pretty cool I wanted to see I still haven't seen it my mom my mom and brother saw it and they both really loved it and they were like you need to watch this movie that's it's on my list of movies to catch up on right it's um I would really really recommend it and um it actually really inspired me to write something um that was about uh stan culture because like it's such a big part of my life um my 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 standing of christina so um i really appreciated it and maybe i'll i'll have something in the mix in like brewing with uh with that kind of a storyline we'll see i was gonna say <laughs> if you want to shout out christina i do shameless shout outs on the show to try and get people to come on so feel free to i will be tagging christina aguilera for this episode oh um <laughs> i would love i mean hey christina if you're listening um we've met a couple of times uh one time actually at the burlesque premiere in london uh you probably don't remember but um yeah uh anyway uh if you remember me um which you probably don't uh you know hi <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i hope we can work together at some point um to make this this other movie happen I was about to say, just shameless plug it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, before we get to your 30-second summary and then to our conversation on burlesque, Asim, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you got going on, how we know each other, whatever you want to, however right. you want to go. Sure. Um, we, well, we met while working together at um, the box office at Adelphi University Performing Arts Center. Yes. Um, actually, I was thinking about the time, the timeline, and, um, <laughs> this, this film, Burlesque, came out during, like, what I would call the incubation period of our friendship, because you had started working at the, um, at the box office during the semester that I was away in London. Yes. And, um, and then I went to, like, all these things. I went to the Harry Potter 7 premiere, I went to the Burlesque premiere, and all this stuff, and, like, um, and then I came back for spring semester and you were working there already. And so, um, and then we ended up bonding over about like with so many other things, um, like Dr. Who and, um, all this other cool stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, that's how our friendship started. Um, we met through, um, through work. Oh, and wait, hang on. Maybe I did. I think I did meet you before that because you, you... didn't you... You did. You took I that you were there. I handed you my application. So technically, you were the right. first person I met at the yeah. box office. Right, right. Wait, yeah. so that would have been hmm, interesting. Did you? I don't even remember. So you applied like I guess before the semester started. Was that what happened? I applied at the beginning of the semester, and then oh, okay. actually, to be honest, I applied to a bunch of on-campus jobs, and Jess was the only one that got back to me. And I was like, oh. oh. I'm glad she did. <laughs> um, yeah, hang on just one second. My cat opened my door and I want to just shut it because there are other noises in the house. Okay. Um, yeah. And so anyway, um, what do I do now? I am working on uh, solidifying my whole, like, wanting to be a playwright thing that I've been 
having since I was like in high school. And so I do have a play coming up uh, next month in the New York Theater Festival. So I'm like super, super excited about that. Actually, um, another person that I met through the box office is actually cast in the in the play, uh, Benjamin Farha. I don't know if you oh, met really? Yeah. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, I, I, I kind of know, like I know him through you guys. I don't think I've ever actually had a conversation with him, oh, but that's so well, crazy. It is. Um, and then so another person I know through Jess, who's our, uh, of course, our former boss. Um, when she used to work at Tillis, he's helping me. Anthony Paul Cavaretta, he's helping me with costumes. So I feel like um, Jess, if you listen to this show, um, you should <laughs> come see your babies. Um, the one that's not your actual real baby um in this show (laughs) Um, i'm glad you made that distinction just in case she was confused like not your actual child but you know your box one of your box office children come see (laughs) well three of your box office children um yes benjamin anthony and myself um we'll we'll all be um having our artwork um on display there so yeah um but yeah uh if I may plug the uh, the little fundraiser that we have I was for the show, pl- plug away. <laughs> um, well, well, I, what I want to say about the play is, um, it's uh, it's a story that takes place in colonial India in 1857, and it's a uh, um, it's about a, a queer Muslim uh, person who's serving in the uh, the private army of the East India Company, and he has a secret relationship with one of the British officers, and. Um, one of the things that I really um, I'm really excited about is um, bringing that kind of representation and visibility to a stage like the New York Theater Festival and the um, the exposure that it will give uh, to, you know, just people that have that kind of an intersection um, of identities. And um, I mean, I guess that's like, hey, this is all the great things. These are all the great things about the play. Now, uh, please give me some money. But um, yeah, we have, a, <laughs> we have a GoFundMe set up. Uh, it's gofundme.com slash shot roots s-h-o-t-r-o-o-t-s that's the name of the play shot roots um and um you know if it sounds like something that you'd like to support please go ahead and donate we have um we have incent donor incentives for as little as ten dollars um we also have donor incentives at like two hundred dollars if you if you would like to um you can keep one of the props from our play Uh, but um you know any any amount is really appreciated if um if you have the means to and um, if you don't have the means to, it's just um, it would help to just, um, you know, have our uh, um, fundraising page get shared, whether it's through your Instagram stories or a tweet or um, Facebook, whatever, um, you know, whatever method it would really, really help to get the word out. Um, and also, like, please come see the show. Also, I don't just want your, you know, ten dollars. Um, <laughs> I think you should just shout, give me the money or uh, show me, the, me money, the money like Jerry Maguire. And then that's it. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's the play is happening. It's not like it's not going to happen. It's just um, it would the funds really would help us to, um, you know, do the best job that we can and have the best quality um, work that we can. And also document the the production with, um, you know, the best quality that we can, because that would maybe helpfully hopefully um, help the play get produced in the future. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, we can stop talking about my <laughs> my play, I guess, um, just, you know. Thanks for giving me the chance to, um, you know, plug it a little bit. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And I'm going to, what I'll do is uh, 
uh, guys, once you're done listening to the episode or while you're listening to the episode, I'll go ahead. The link is going to be in the episode description. So it's going to be there. Um, and I actually assume I had the pr- privilege of reading Shot Roots a couple years ago mm. and it was very moving. And I remember it being very moving. And I remember thinking this thing is going to, this, this play is going to go somewhere. It's been a while since I've read it. So. But I do remember being moved by it. Thank you so much. And you actually, um, I've always sort of seen it um, getting turned into a short film at some point. And you actually did did me a huge favor and you like sort of reformatted it. Um, I'm sure you remember that. Yeah, you sort of, um, I mean, you you, you didn't, um, I mean, I appreciate what you did. I don't, I don't know if it was like that, like, you know, you didn't like rework the story. You just sort of reformatted it to like make it like a screenplay so it would be easier for me oh. to sort of just send around um so i thank you for that it sounds like you don't remember that you did that but i do so I um. do. to be fair though my memory is very awful and like oh. basically if it it's just it, yes well i'm glad i'm glad i helped in some way you did you did um i just i made it from <laughs> a <laughs> into a into a screenplay like just formatted it but hey you know what when you win that oscar Assem. <laughs> oh god. I, I expect to be the first one you thank. Uh noted. I will <laughs> I will um I will And if it if it doesn't down. happen, I'll Thank be you. like, hey, I have podcast proof <laughs> you said Um I will I will make sure I don't do that so as not to get sued by you in the future. Um <laughs> I don't I don't think it, I don't think it goes as far as suing you, but and know. for Courtney, who has a bad memory, it's on the podcast. Here you go. It's it's recorded. It's All here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, the link to the GoFundMe page is going to be in the episode description. So if you guys wouldn't mind taking a look, click on it, you know, give this man some money. I'll do it for him. Show him the money. Like Jerry <laughs> Maguire, show him the money. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, um, the play also it it opens in like less than a month it it opens on february 12th um and then it so plays yeah, coming up quick same weekend yeah yeah so we just had our first table read um it was so great because it's been six years in the making since i've like writ- wrote the, the the play originally so um it's good to to get the wheels moving and to see it finally um getting some life breathed into it so yeah i'm i'm super excited for you sim oh, i don't think i'm gonna be able to make it unfortunately by the way Oh well, that's okay. Um, I I I feel the support and the love. Um, anyway, but yeah. Um... I, if there wasn't a Christina Aguilera reference, then I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> well, it's um, it's I tried to make it not too on the nose because I didn't want to pull the audience out of the setting, which is like you know colonial India, like a long, long right. time ago, way before this um song existed uh, but um it's not too on the nose but i feel like people that know i'm a christina fan and like think a little bit deeply about some of the situations um they might they might pick up on it so anyway whether you're a christina fan or just a fan of theater come to the play um the link is on the gofundme page to buy tickets too so like if courtney is linking that then you'll you can find your way to to purchasing tickets as well I was about to say, I'll try and link both pages if I can figure it out. I'm not too great with the linking sometimes, but I will I will endeavor to get both links on there. So if you want to buy tickets, if you want to support the GoFundMe, <laughs> the links are going to be in the description. Thank the episode you. description, I should Thank say. You. Yes, of course. That's right. the least I could do, sir. All right. So are you ready? We're going to do the 30-second summary of Burlesque. Are you ready? Um, I'm as ready <laughs> as I will be. 
Uh, that seems to be the popular uh, thing to say before these 30 seconds. They're very <laughs> nerve wracking. I'm not going to lie to you. Mine, mine was like a panic synopsis. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so well, do you yeah. want me to? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, are you, um, if you want to count me down, um, just so yes. I can like, start getting ready for it, um, I All would right. appreciate that. Yes. All right. Here we go. Ready? Okay. In three, two, one, go. So a small town girl, Allie, leaves Iowa to make it big in L.A. She, um, she arrives and stumbles upon the Burlesque Lounge, which is run by Tess, uh, played by Cher, of course, uh, who is having some financial problems and is having trouble keeping the club open. And um, in the process of the film, Christina proves that uh, she is a fabulous performer and in turn also saves the club through this sort of weird love triangle that happens also time. All right. That was 30 seconds. I think I kind of got like all the big points of the film. So I think you did actually, (laughs) I actually thought you were going to come in under 30 seconds. And then I was like, Oh no, no, no. I stopped right. I I finished right as you were, um, you, you, you stopped me. So I'm as as soon as I interrupted you, that's the only thing I don't like about this is having to be like, Hey, sorry. I should get like an air horn or something. Like, uh, you're really oh out of time. No, please don't do that because people are already nervous enough to for doing this thirty second thing. Don't do a, an air horn, please. Just blast the air horn. I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. Thank you, Asim, for inspiring that. I'll oh, call no. it the Asim air horn because you inspired it. Oh, I, I'm offering <laughs> a deep, heartfelt apology to all future um, guests of this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys, uh, but you can blame Asim. Uh, just contact me. I'll give you all his contact info and you can talk to him about it. (laughs) Um, so before we get too, too deep into conversation on burlesque, what, what about burlesque, obviously Christina Aguilera, but what about the movie kind of besides Christina Aguilera kind of keeps you, makes it your favorite movie and keeps you coming back to it like time and time again? Um, well, you know, like you said, it's, it's easy to roast a lot of things about the film. But it's a good time. It doesn't ask too much of you. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't ask you to do too much work. It, it's really just sort of a sit back and have a little fun and watch these two amazing divas on screen together. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's also like, like obviously the whole Christina thing plays into into it because I love her so damn much. Um, right. And it was sort of it was written with her in mind and so you know just um getting to sort of um you know getting like sort of a two-hour christina aguilar music video as i like to describe the film sometimes is um something that's (laughs) like i can watch that any day um right (laughs) and so you know i it's it's very comforting to me it's kind of like um seeing you know one of the harry potter films um coming on tv and it's like oh it's a chill day i can just watch this and like feel really comfortable and like i know most of the lines um right. it's comforting in that way and also i have some really amazing memories attached to um when it came out because i you know getting to go to the premiere and all that stuff it was fun i was about to say you have a really cool story that really links you to this movie as well like getting to meet christina aguilera and getting to go to the premiere and see see that go down as well it's just that's awesome it was amazing. It was so cool. The first, the first um, premiere that I went to during that semester was, um... hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I think I lost you. A sim. 
Can you hear me? Oh, okay. No, yeah, I can hear yeah. you. Okay, no worries. <laughs> I was like, um, no. No, we're back. Uh, yeah, no, I got to go to the 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 Deathly Hallows Part One um, premiere for um, the London premiere for that movie, and it was like so amazing. Got to see like J.K. Rowling with my own eyes. Who we're we're in a little bit of a fight right now, but um, you know. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> yeah, J.K. Rowling's becoming a little more problematic than I ever kind of wanted uh, and realized. Yeah, and I'm I just know. like, oh. I know. It sucks. But um, I'm trying to, like, separate the work from the person who created it and right. still be able to enjoy the work. Anyway, it was um, it was so cool. And then um, and I was so pissed that, um, you know, Burlesque was coming out in the U.S. on Thanksgiving. And it wasn't coming out till like, halfway through December in england so i didn't i was like oh crap i don't get to actually like watch it until like three or four weeks after like all all the people in america do but i mean it just so happened that the premiere in the uk was a lot more accessible to me than the la premiere here so um it was like all right well i'll take that and um having experienced like the deathly hallows thing and how i mean that was like crazy um and it was a lot smaller of a crowd for burlesque it was still pretty big but like um, you know, having learned what I did from from the Deathly Hallows one, I was like, okay, I got to get there at like 6 a.m. if I really want to like have a good spot. <laughs> I think I got there at like 8 or 9, but I still ended up getting a really, really cool spot um, that was like right up on the, the pink carpet they did. And um, yeah, I got to, I remember I said three things to Christina. Um, God, what were they? Yeah, one of them, well, one of them was like, you know, oh my God, I love you so much. Thank you for making such amazing music. That's like saved my life. Um, there was a second thing that I said, um, oh, I, I, I mean, I said happy birthday cause it was, um, you know, her birthday was coming up in a couple of days. And then <laughs> I, I asked her to sing the high E above middle C, which is the note that she had to sing to get like the reflection song on Mulan, um, which led to like her whole career essentially. And so she just like cackled and she was like, ha ha, I need a piano for that. And she like walked away and I was like, Hey, I made her, <laughs> I made her laugh for a second. So, um, that was amazing. And then, yeah, I um, I also met Cher, and she stole my Sharpie for, like, 15 minutes. Um, I got it back at the end with her teeth marks on it because she was using her teeth to, like, pull the cap open. Um, oh, my God. Did you just keep it? Is it, like, is it like like sealed away, like, in, like, a box? Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's also the, <laughs> it's also the Sharpie that I had both of them, like, sign my, um, the only CD that I could manage to get my hands on at the time, like, was Christina Aguilar's, like, debut album. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I'll get this signed. Um, so I got, I had her and, like, Cher sign that CD because it was, like, the best I could do. Um, so, yeah, it has both of their DNA on it, you know, just saying. Um, in case we ever... <laughs> that sounded vaguely, not not a lot, vaguely like a threat. Like, I have both of your I have both of you. I have your DNA. I will, once the process comes through, I will be able to clone you. I mean, listen, I don't know if we'll ever need to clone Cher because she's going to live forever. Um, yes. But, you know, it's it's just like good good insurance to have in case something happens. So. Yeah, just in, in case, God, knock on wood, something happens to one of the two of them. You're like, don't worry. Not only do I have Christina Aguilera's DNA, I also have shares. So we are good. Yep, it's been preserved. Yep. I call it the Sharpie. Um, it's sealed in a in a little thing, and it's in my um, it's in a drawer. I don't tell anyone which drawer, so good luck finding it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, whoever breaks into a Sims house to get that DNA. <laughs> to get the Sharpie. <laughs> to get the Sharpie. I love that you call it the Sharpie. That is that is legitimately one of the best things I've heard this year so far. <laughs> oh, I think it's it's going to be top five definitely for the whole year. All right. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that's something to qualify. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Boom, the Sharpie. I didn't know you called it the Sharpie. That's amazing. I mean, you know, um, how could I, I not arrive at that? Um, little bit of a pun. So I was about to say you are a wordsmith, sir. It was too easy. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I I've had um the thing is like okay I don't know it was kind of a tough time to be a Christina fan because of a lot of stuff that was going down with her her album Bionic came out in the same year as this film did Burlesque. It was ten years ago actually. It was twenty ten. Um, which is crazy. It is crazy like, to think about. It's insane. Um, yeah. It's been it's been that much time, but um, there were there were a lot of like things going on with her career and people like smearing her album and all of that stuff and um, and behind the scenes she was going through like a divorce and so like a lot of stuff it was like really really hard to be a Christina fan but we got like an amazing film and an amazing album during that year she you know I wish she had promoted both of them a little bit more but. Um, you know, it's, she had to like take care of herself. And, um, right. Anyway, it was, it was a good time to have this experience and be able to tell that story that, you know, at least I had that like shining moment, um, being such a stan, uh, <laughs> and in such a, like a magical city. It was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was in London. I mean, like, I, 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 enjoy, I, I, I share your, I share your love for the UK and London. So I totally get it. Like, and especially that you went to go see the Harry Potter premiere and you got to see it in London. I probably will never forgive you for that. To be very <laughs> honest, but you know, yeah, I I'll mean, let it slide. It, yeah. But um, speaking of Harry Potter though, I think we've already established, like if you do any episodes with a Harry Potter film, like, you know, I need an invite just saying. Yes. Oh, <laughs> A hundred percent. Okay. You let me know what Harry Potter movie you want. Actually, you know what we could do? What? We'll just, we'll both pick our favorite Harry Potter movies and we'll do like a double header. Oh my God. Because I, f I feel like we probably, I, I don't, I don't know if we'd have the same Harry Potter movie. Oh. Um, Cause mine, mine so far, my favorite, well, my favorite Harry Potter movie is Half-Blood Prince actually, which I feel is nobody else's favorite. Interesting. That's an interesting choice. I mean, I can see why, because, you know, for the longest time, Order of the Phoenix was my favorite one. Which is also yeah. a lot of people's like least favorite, but um, but I think like having some distance from like the immediacy of like the um the releases and it being so like you know contemporary to like my experience. Um, yeah, I think looking back, the one I appreciate the most is Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, oh, Prisoner of Azkaban is hands down the most beautiful one because Alfonso Cuarón did it, and he's you know he's won an Oscar since then and has done amazing <laughs> films. Yeah, it, that one is like the best shot. Like I think absolutely. Um, well, uh, actually, I think also one of the ones that's really, really, really well shot and very beautifully shot is Deathly Hallows Part One. It, it yes. um, that's like, see, I can't, I can't pick Deathly Hallows because it's not like a typical Harry Potter, like the book and the film. It's not, you know, a year at Hogwarts. So like, right? It's 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 its, its own, own beast. Thing. Like... Exactly. So like, easily, I could say the 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 best made film, in my opinion, um, from an objective perspective, is Deathly Hallows Part One. But um, like you know, the whimsical nature of Harry Potter and all of that stuff, I think it's captured the best with the third one. Um, but yeah. Anyway, 
<laughs> I agree with you. No, I, I completely agree with you. I just I just rewatched Deli Hollows part one and part two the other day because uh-huh. it was on and I was like, those movies are always on. Yeah, yeah, like, they're if always I, if on. Them, <laughs> A Few Good Men, and Hunger Games, Mockingjay part one. I don't know why Mockingjay part one is always on, but it is. I haven't caught part two in years. Mm. Please put it on somebody. Mockingjay just... part two was the only one that I watched in in theaters out of that whole thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I never really got into Hunger Games. Maddie from um, who we know from the box office, um, lent me her copy of the first one. I think, and I enjoyed it. It took me like six months to finish it. Um, <laughs> which I don't know if that that indicates how much I enjoyed it. But I really couldn't get through the second one, and um, I don't know. And then I was just like, I resigned myself to like just watching the film. And oh, Sim, you're yeah. breaking my heart because Catching Fire is my favorite, but also really funny. Maddie lent me the first copy because I hadn't read it before the movie came out uh-huh. and she lent it to me and I, I read it in one day and then gave it back to her <laughs> the next so day. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because she had it signed by Susie Ann Collins. Uh-huh. Like, so she was like, she was like, I know I don't need to tell you this, but, but uh, this is, this is autographed by the author. Please don't like ruin it. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, 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 you're good. <laughs> uh, Maddie, I know you're, li- Maddie listens to this podcast, Maddie. Sorry to, sh- to call you out like that. Oh. but. I do remember that though. She did. She lent it to me, and then and then I, I think I went to go see Hunger Games with her. I think. Oh, you did. I think so. Mm. I'm pretty sure. It, I I will be getting a text saying yes, I did go see Hunger Games with you once this. <laughs> what, I can't that? remember, but I'm pretty sure I saw it with Natty. Mm. Oh, Sam, I'm really bummed that you don't like Catching Fire. I kind of lost a little bit of respect. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, well, it's okay. I I talked to Christina Aguilar for 30 seconds in 2010, so I have nothing else that I. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so you're like the, uh, he's like you're like the, your respect means nothing to me Courtney I really am not bothered by this whatsoever I have to share me I'm fine <laughs> yeah you're like you're like I really don't give a shit and I'm like all right well I'm just telling you um <laughs> are you talking about catching fire the book or the film both they're both okay. my favorite okay maybe i'll give it another shot. assume you're just maybe. like assume you're like i've lost a little bit of respect for you courtney because <laughs> i highly dislike that one <laughs> maybe i'll give it another shot i mean i never finished it so i can't i can't really pass judgment um so maybe maybe i will we'll see i think we should i think we should maddie if you have a copy of catching fire can you please get it to assume <laughs> please um, you guys you guys are still in the same area right yeah please get it yeah, to him we are um Cool. Yeah, Maddie. Um, maybe uh, maybe I'll read it if you lend it lend it to me. We'll see. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm about to have her on again in a couple weeks for another episode for this. Oh, so okay. I will I will try and get a response out of her. All right. Fair enough. Whether or not she will lend you this book that you already said you didn't really like. I'll be so. I'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be waiting to hear just on the other on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um. So like you said. Uh, Getting back to burlesque, sorry, Sim, I am an enabler of tangents, so this is going to happen a couple times okay. where we're just going to get off topic. I'm just going to fair warning. It happens. I'm very sorry. Um, but like you said, we we have two two divas in this film. We have Cher and Christina Aguilera, and I don't think, I, I mean, like, to get Cher is just like, like, obviously, this movie's for Christina Aguilera. Like you said, like, it was written for her. And the, the songs are definitely with her in mind. But to have Cher in this movie... I know. Holy crap. It elevates the whole thing. It really does. And um, this was the first film that Cher ever did that she sang in. She hadn't done, like, a musical or even a movie with music before. Isn't that crazy? 
Um, that is kind of crazy. But now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, oh, I love Moonstruck. I oh, love, yeah, I love that's Moonstruck. I love her and Moonstruck. Usually my favorite film that she's done. Like that's not burlesque because burlesque is more because of another person that's in the film. But um, yeah, <laughs> who will remain nameless? <laughs> but yeah, um, as far as like share films go, go are concerned, like Moonstruck hands down is like so good. That is kind of crazy that she hadn't been in like anything where she sang before this, right? Um, I was I was a little shocked too, but then I because um, she said that during a lot of the interviews that she was giving, one of the reasons that she signed yeah. onto the film was because she hadn't like sang in a film, um, and I think she also threw shade at the at the um the script a little bit, which you know, fair, it's fair, <laughs> it's fair. Um, but... Well, well, I feel like it's because the movie isn't about her, and no, like you know, like you, like like we cut, we call them. They're two divas. So I feel like if you have two divas in a movie, yeah. and it's about really one of them, mm-hmm. shade's gonna be thrown. <laughs> I mean, I think it was more so she was. I don't know if she was throwing shade at Christina necessarily. It was more so like, right. yeah, I came onto the project because I wanted to sing in a film. Like that, this was my opportunity to do that. And of course, she had two songs written for her as well. So for the film, so um, you know, and one of them won a Golden Globe. Um, she, the the ballad that she did, um, the Diane Warren song, it won a Golden Globe. So you know, good for them, good for that song. I was about to say, got the gold, got the got part of the. Oh no, not part of the E got. I'm an idiot. Ignore me. <laughs> I was going to say she had part of the EGOT. She probably does have part of the EGOT. I think she, did she win an Oscar? She has won an Oscar. She did win yeah. an Oscar. And yeah. she was, if you like see the tweets that, that came out the day that the um, the Oscar nominations came out, you could tell how pissed she was. She was like, this song won the freaking like um, Golden Globe and it's not going to get a nomination for the Oscar. Like it was, it was very entertaining. <laughs> Cher's Twitter is very entertaining in general. Um, just saying. I was gonna say I need to I need to follow her. I will I will be tagging her in this as well. Share, hey, big fan, long time listener, yes, first time caller, come on my podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, speaking of the the two divas though, I think the biggest crime of this film is to not do not have them do a duet, like not even yes. not even for the soundtrack as like a separate just a soundtrack song. Nothing like that was kind of a really mis- big missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you because I remember when I watched it, I think I saw this in theaters. Now I can't, this is because it's been 10 years. I actually think I saw this in theaters. Okay. Because as I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, I think I've seen this movie, but I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised. Like they did, they don't have any numbers together. I know. Which that would have been like, I think we probably couldn't have handled it. That's probably why. <laughs> like maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe they were like, this is too, this is too much. <laughs> A sim, I feel like you would have been sobbing in the theater. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I'm not sure, but um, you would have lost the Sharpie. It would have been no. like, okay, it maybe, would have been bad. maybe it's, I don't know. I still would love to hear a song that they do together one day, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I think didn't I think she did a song with Pink, didn't she, or Lady Gaga, or I don't know. Um, but it never got released. Cher or Christina Aguilera? No, 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 Cher. Cher did. Cher? Um, but anyway, I don't know. Um, I don't care. I just want the one with Christina. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is kind of crazy that they didn't, like, there's no duet. I don't think there was any duets in this movie at all. I think they were all just, like, one 
Yeah. Like, well, mostly Christina Aguilera, obviously, but yeah. like only one person was performing it. And also Kristen Bell didn't get to sing in this movie and Kristen Bell can sing. I was a little, I was a little bummed at that. I was like, oh, she's going to come out and try and battle Christina Aguilera. And then no, that's she another, doesn't sing. That's I was another, like, oh. Um, like, I just call it the movie of missed dramatic opportunities because there are so many things that could have happened that like the script just did not take advantage of. Um, but I, I yeah. think that's like, like the film is like, I think the film was made to sort of serve the songs and the actors rather than the actors and the song being made to serve the film. Um, I a hundred percent agree with you. So yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think um, what was what was I gonna say? Yeah, the second biggest crime though of the film is not getting a full version of Christine Aguilar singing "Diamonds Are Gold's Best Friend." Um, I would kill yes. to hear her do a full version of that because the few seconds of it that she sings in the film are just gold. So I don't know. Well, yeah, because, I mean, uh, Christina Aguilera can sing. I mean, like, I'm not going to get any arguments from you. Yeah, I know. You're like, no shit, Courtney. Uh, But, you know, like, her voice is just fantastic. And it really is that, like, powerful. For someone who's not a Christina stan, Mm -hmm. she has a fantastic voice. And it is, it is, it, it, yeah, some of the songs felt like, obviously, were shortened. Because, like you said, like, it was weird how few songs there were in this movie. So... Yeah, I think I think it's um it's more appropriate to call rather than to call this film a musical, I think it's more appropriate to call it a film with music. Does that make sense? Yes. Sort of like the bodyguard. Yeah, no, I agree with you. you. Know? It's like not a yeah. musical, but there's it's part of the storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 it it does serve the story, but it doesn't propel the plot forward. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. I, so, I yeah, was I was kind of kinda disappointed it wasn't a musical. I know. Yeah. I think if it was, that would have definitely lent to perhaps getting that duet that we wanted or that I wanted. Um, yes. But, I mean, it was very clearly written, obviously, um, to attract Christina Aguilera. Cause, um, so Steve Anton, the guy who like wrote and directed it, he was um, he's the brother of the founder of the Pussycat Dolls. And I think Steve Atten actually named the Pussycat Dolls. And um, Christina had done, you know, at the Roxy, they they used to do, like, performances with, like, Gwen Stefani and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then Steve Atten had seen Christina doing this, like, very burlesque type of thing with um, the Pussycat Dolls. And um, that's when he got this idea of, like, putting her in a movie about burlesque. And um, so it was very much from the beginning, like, all the Etta James covers and, like, um yeah yeah so anyway um no i'm you can kind of like i this movie almost feels like it's almost there like to what it could like i think there would have been i don't know i can't articulate this very well because like i think like they almost had it and they just like came shy of getting like that movie that came to I think this movie with a little tweaking could have probably been one of those that was like that big fun musical that everybody really loved of that year and like beyond that Definitely. like another movie musical Definitely. if that makes sense no, absolutely you know the thing is like so the the big 
like so christina aguilera plays ali who's the protagonist right um like that much is very clear mm-hmm. from the way that the film starts but the biggest hurdle that she needs to overcome she overcomes within 45 minutes of the film like yeah. you know like auditioning for share getting onto the stage and then even having a situation in which she uses her voice to prove that she she can she has what nobody else has right that happens at the 45 minute right. point in a two-hour film like it, you know it's like okay well the rest of the song the rest of the film is just like you know fluff in, in a lot of ways it's it's just like sort of situations to get these these songs on the screen but um right. i mean i love that shit so <laughs> oh i mean like oh I love that too. Like, like not everything needs to be like, it is kind of nice that they kind of, that she does get those hurt, get over those hurdles very quickly. Cause then you're just like, well, here's, here's a bunch. Then they do have like a rush of burlesque numbers that just feel really quick. But like, you do get like that rush of like, that's what you paid to see right. to be on. Like they did know what, what the, what, who the audience for this film, what they were paying to see. And you do get that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's, um, and then I think, like, a lot of the songs, like, after, like, in the second half of the film, um, every song that Christina does, I think she either she wrote it, or Sia wrote one of the songs, um, the ballad, but which, okay, another crime of the film. <laughs> I guess this is, like, <laughs> the crimes of um, burlesque. We can call this this podcast, this episode that. It's it's like the crimes of Grindelwald, but not Harry Potter. <laughs> That's where I was going with it. Uh, um, I also have a crime. So after your crime, I have a crime. Wait, wait, I want to hear well. yours. What is it? Well, mine is they did not use Alan Cumming. Yeah. As they should have, I feel he like. Was, like you have Alan Cumming in a burlesque movie. Underutilized. And he's barely in Absolutely. it. Underutilized he, for sure. He did a whole, he has a whole music, like he has a whole number that got cut um, from the film and it's in the deleted scenes, the whole thing um yeah and uh yeah it was so so crappy and that was like one of the more typical burlesque songs too um right what's life but you know that was of a much more of like a musical moment like where he's just like sort of cleaning up the the bar and singing this song like it's it's not like he's on stage singing make doing a performance um uh right like it actually feels like a musical number yeah, like not not yeah. like a stage yeah exactly all right what was your other crime sorry oh, i just wanted to get i just oh, wanted to on. wedge my I, crime in there no it's okay what were we talking about i totally forgot my crime um um what did i say? We're talking about, oh my god she overcame she overcame the, i said i'm telling you my memory no, no, is so no, horrible okay. we literally really... were just talking about something i shouldn't have interrupted no. you this is oh, this is on me okay. bad court. No, no um i think i i think i kind of know what i was gonna say um the the whole like the issue the big like issue in the film is like shares losing her club right and um right it doesn't come down to like a moment where like her song for example oh wait no you know what never mind i know what the the crime was it wasn't this but this was also a crime um (laughs) (laughs) the biggest crime a lot of crimes in this film um so christina's big um ballad bound to you which was written by sia um that is some of her like peak like vocal stuff you know um that she does in that song and i think if it had been promoted well it could have been like it could easily have been like her um i will always love you uh you know like that big quintessential christina song like it it had it it it's that good that it could have been that but um they didn't release any of the songs as like a single which a lot of them were single worthy um 
I don't know. I don't know why they didn't do that. It was um a crime. <laughs> but is, is it, again more more crimes of this film. That's I mean you know what I'm gonna label this episode the crimes of burlesque. Oh god. <laughs> A Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Burlesque. <laughs> oh my god, let's do it. Um, I'm <laughs> I will. I will totally do it. I'm, I'm not even oh, lying I'm on board with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, it does, it does, it, there were a lot of numbers that like, you're just like, yeah, I don't know why none of them were released as singles, to be honest. Especially like, I really like the guy what takes his time number. Mm. That was my favorite from the it's movie. So and it, it it's catchy. It's just like... I almost kind of wish they had set this like in like the 1920s or 30s, but still had that the modern sounding songs like to go with like mm. the old timey burlesque. And then that I wonder, I wonder if that might have maybe because so like when they're actually in the burlesque lounge, they it feels like it's the 1920s or 30s. Um, I, I think the yeah. set was was designed to to look like that, um, like one of those right, you know, one one of those clubs in like Paris or whatnot excuse me but um but yeah i don't know it's 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 i kind of like that it's modern day um but like i don't know it's just there's kind of like a a confusion there because like especially with the first song she like puts the the coin into the um the like karaoke machine thing and it uh, it's yes. like when are we right now um because it, it's definitely not from like 2010, that kind of contraption. But then, you know, I guess right. it's also like the difference of her going to LA and then, um, I guess the, the burlesque lounge is kind of like Wonderland, you know, that metaphor. Um, her name's Allie, it's short for Alice. And then they do have that line where it's like, welcome to Wonderland. Um, that that yeah. whole thing is sort of like, I think, very relevant. And they also do a lot of shots. There are a lot of shots that are done through mirrors. Um, like right. so many of them and i think that's like kind of like a through the looking glass sort of reference too but um it was very much like a wonderland type of thing i think well that's so funny that you say that because i did i made specific notes about how about alice in wonderland and i feel like a lot of burlesque like shows i feel like they lend themselves to wonderland a mm. lot um but i feel like it didn't lean enough into that because like you know like they have the mention of it and actually like the first actually the first like 45 minutes kind of does have that wonderlandy feel and they kind of lean into it and then after that like after she overcomes her struggle like you said like suddenly it's like oh it's all good we're not in wonderland anymore right like she's fully a part of it it's right fine. right um exactly and then it just becomes like this um this thing about what well, like the biggest thing then for the protagonist is like okay, now there's these two guys, one of them's engaged, and, like, um, what's gonna happen now with this, right? So, like, I don't know. It's I just feel yes. like... Uh, I don't know. Although this is, you know, it's um, this movie is being turned into a stage musical. So, yeah. It? It's, um, it's supposed to come to... Um, what is it? It's one of the... It's, in, it's coming to New Jersey um, as, like, a pre-Broadway run this fall. Um, and then it's supposed to get transferred to Broadway, um, I think spring of 2021. So yeah, I think, um, I hope they add some more songs in it. And like, um, yeah, I feel like the, the whole like love triangle thing serves like the whole stage musical thing very well, but in film, it's like, if that's the only thing, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I will say I have a couple problems with the men in this film. Okay. A lot, like, especially, uh, especially Marcus, who's played by Eric mm -hmm. Dane and Jack, 
played by Cam. I can never Chidanga. pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh, wow. That was not even close to what I was going to say. I'm so glad you said it because I was about to go gig in debt, like, like some sort of like complete loser. Oh, oh wow. I, that was completely. Oh, 10 years ago, I made sure to practice in case I needed to say it at the, um, at the premiere. I was like, how do you say this name? Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, I will say he's very pretty. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's very nice to look Definitely. at, but Jack is very problematic. I'm just saying. I mean, I agree with you, but um, tell me, like, tell me more about where you're coming from. Well, oh, Marcus is problematic too, but I think Marcus is just like a typical LA asshole. Yeah. So, I will, I will give him mm-hmm. that. But Jack just seems like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Jack. The perfect man in this movie is Stanley Tucci, who was not underutilized. That's one crime this film does not commit. They use Stanley Tucci, and he's he's fantastic. He's the best part of the film. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He he honestly, he's my favorite part of this movie. I know. Well, Christina Aguilera is your the best part of the film for you. Yeah, but like, but like when I look back at like but the Stanley most Tucci memorable lines like, from the film, they were delivered by Stanley Tucci. <laughs> yes i think at, at one point he says great enthusiasm terrible timing and literally he said that and out loud i was like wow that's my motto oh my God. like just like you know it's <laughs> it's it's actually like it, that's my favorite line in the film and um it actually it's so good it's, it also sort of like sums up the the release of the film too a little bit because um i think if there wasn't like such a huge smear campaign um particularly on the part of like perez hilton and how much like power he had in terms of like the 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 celebrity blogs and stuff if like we weren't going through that era of like it's so cool to hate christina aguilera then i think that this movie would have been received in a very very different way um yeah but yeah i don't know it was the 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 timing was like oh shit but um the film like yeah great enthusiasm it's a great film but i don't know the delivery was a little bit like i don't know yeah. Well, and it's one of those things too. It did, and it was coming out during Thanksgiving. I don't, I'm sure something like some, I'm sure Disney or like one of the Harry Potters was out at that time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like remember cause Harry Potter used to come oh, out in yeah. November. Um, I, I do remember so cause I, the, the premiere was only a few weeks before the block one was. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> like you, so I'm wondering if it also came out with that. And like, even though like, usually that's good to have something different from Harry Potter. So people that don't like it can go see something else. Yeah. I don't know if burlesque was like, like, the best answer for that like for like a general audience yeah it's true but um i mean it's <laughs> i mean i remember so i had a cousin um in london at the time who had this wasn't i don't know if it's even still common at all but like he he had like a subscription to a movie theater so he could just see as many theaters like, as many movies as he wanted to at like in general and yeah. he would just pay i don't know how much um and he could like bring a friend and so like uh, he's like this I don't know. He was in his like late thirties, I think straight completely. And you know, burlesque was out and I was like, Hey, do you want to go see burlesque? There's a lot of like (laughs) naked women and dancing and stuff. (laughs) Like just like trying to like, I don't know. I had to, I sell him on that. At least like four times before even leaving London. Um, (laughs) So, and I left London pretty soon after that. Like it was like before, january i think so like it, it was quite a bit but yeah so you like crammed in those showings of burlesque yeah. you were like i'm getting my getting my i'm getting my friend's money's worth oh out of this God. we are yeah. going and to see burlesque sleep within like 15 minutes <laughs> and i was just like so happy <laughs> just sitting there and like i get to see christina on the big screen um like this many times it was um it was 
is good. Right. Actually, the very first day that it came out, um, I made I had made a friend uh, through one of my acting classes, Charlotte, um, and we were driving up to her place. It's like usually a three or four hour drive. It took us seven hours um, because of like snow and this and that and whatever. And it was the day that Burlesque was coming out and we got back. She was driving the whole way, of course. And then we got back and she's like, oh, all right. So like maybe tomorrow we can go watch Burlesque. And I was like, no, like <laughs> I going know now. <laughs> seven hours, but like I'm seeing this tonight, like. <laughs> like sorry and it was just like this whole thing it's like i think that's when she realized like what what christina means to me but um but yeah yeah <laughs> and then i had to see it so many times because i wasn't sure if i like when i got back to the u.s because it had been out longer like if i would still be able to catch it on the big screen here so right like if it had gotten pushed out of yeah, theaters so i just needed else. to make sure i got all my my viewings in that i could and i did so i mean i can't i I was about to say, I relate to that as Sim. As you know, I really love movies. And if I really love a movie, I'll see it five or six times yeah. in theaters. So I cannot blame you whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, where were we? Uh, see, I told you, I'm allowing us to get off it's on tangents. Okay. It's fun to relive these little uh, memories. Little moments. I was going to say, you, you, you legitimately have memories around this movie. Like, beyond just like, oh, you know, I watched <laughs> it as a kid. This was my favorite movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you legit, like... Yeah, that's why. Although, again, I can't believe it was ten I years know, ago. That to me is just crazy. All of the other like memories that I have around this film, like it, it's it's why it's so easy for me to pick this as like my favorite film because it means so much to me at right. like all these different levels. So, yes. Yeah. Um... Oh, I think we were on the men of yes, the film. yes, those guys. Sorry. It's okay. Yes. So I mean. I will again. Marcus is more problematic than Jack, but even Jack is just a. I don't know. There's something about him. Like even when they get together and like they finally sleep together, I was like, "Ooh, mm -hmm. something's not right here." I don't yeah, know. Was, I feel like we might have different feelings no, on this. I, you know, it's just. Um, I feel like that part was just really like anybody could have played it. Um, it was. Yeah. I'm glad we got a beautiful man to do the job. Um, especially with the scene with the famous Amos, like, cookies, like, that was, that was really, really great to see. But, um, in terms of a performance and, like, acting, I think anybody could really have done that. Like, it would have been great to get an actor that would have, like, brought something more to the role, but I don't think it was really necessary for this right. film. Um, well, no, it's not, this isn't what, like, the, the like, the people who are gonna, like, again, the audience that's gonna see this movie isn't paying to see, like, the best acting performance from the romantic interest. Like that's yeah, not, they, they're definitely paying to maybe see his ass, which they get to see, but like, um, yes. I don't think they need much more than that. <laughs> no. And it, it's a very nice ass. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not saying when I watched it today while I was working from home that I stopped working for a hot second to just watch mm -hmm. that scene, mm -hmm. but that totally happened. Definitely, so, definitely. You know. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I think like um the at the end of the day it comes down to like okay, she's um she's getting like attention from this other guy and she's also staying with um Jack, which by the way, like I'm sorry, but you have an apartment. Like I know the, that somebody like broke in and yes, they they, they took that bag right. of money, but like you have an apartment. Like <laughs> 
<laughs> right. I don't, yeah, she legit is like out of there so quickly. She's like, someone broke in once. I cannot live here. And I just want to be like, that is not how that goes. You like get an extra lock or a deadbolt or something. I also, I feel like her like stash of money, it felt like it was like $60. Like it didn't feel like it was a ton of money. Like it was just really funny when she looked back at like when she looked and I was like, oh no, your $60 is gone. I don't know why mm-hmm. that made me laugh, but it did not look like yeah, a ton no, of money. Not at all. It was just like, I mean, clearly it was, um, to push the story along, but like, give us something more than like someone right. broke in once. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, again, like maybe it was 60 bucks. Like it was definitely not enough to like change the, the, the status of like her being able to afford that place. And if it was, then get a bank account. <laughs> like what? right no i completely agree with you she is out of there like so quickly and i'm like you know you still have an apartment and then she's like complaining and then i do love when she thinks that he's gay so she just wears his shirt and her mm-hmm. underwear like in the kitchen like yeah. the next morning and then he's like no i'm straight and then suddenly she gets changed <laughs> i was like i i don't i don't i don't think it, i don't think you should dress like in front of that for anybody <laughs> gay or straight like i feel like i'm just like does that really <laughs> what what is going Definitely. on here? So, uh, I mean, that actually brings me to one of the things about the film. Like, looking back, um, there, I do have, like, a gripe with... it's. There are a couple of moments that come off a little transphobic in the film. Um, yeah. One of them is, like, okay, I don't know if this is, like, very, very much that, but, like, her assuming that he's gay because he's we're an eyeliner like maybe in 2010 it was more of a thing i don't know it's it's surprising that it's been 10 years and we're so much more aware of like you know gender and like the fluidity of that and whatnot but like that that felt a little like okay hmm, fine whatever but the part i really didn't like was um when christina is like insulting nikki um and she's like oh no one could ever tell that you're a dude and it's like, oh, really? Is that where we need to go to insult this person? <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's one of those moments that, like, I was watching and I was like, ooh, yeah. oh, that did yeah. not age well. And then also, at like, all. later in the like, film, um, Nikki's like, oh my god, she's just a farm girl from Iowa. And then Christina comes in and says, and we know a cow when we see one. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, let's not do body <laughs> image shit. Like, come on. Um, yeah. But. I don't know. I do have my gripes with with well, it. Well, yeah, it, and it is one of those things. It is kind of kind of like you were saying. It's crazy to think like ten years ago we were still like, oh, that's fine to have in a movie. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like that we've had to come so far, so much. I, I was just say so much, a little bit further, but still have I think a long way to go in some Definitely. respects. But like that it that it was still so recent. Mm-hmm. That it's like it's like rewatching like episodes of like uh, I love Friends, but I'm rewatching episodes of Friends, and I'm like, oh, I know. that's not great, and that's less than twenty years old. I mean, like that's less Definitely. than thirty years old. Like you're just like, Definitely. what is happening? I think like um, a lot of those shows, like um, what was that other one? Seinfeld didn't age well, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of the humor, um, Friends, like like yeah, I yeah. watched. I hadn't watched Friends in so long, and actually, like I was on that same airplane ride where I watched that other film, um, Planted by the Light. And I was just like, all right, well, let's just yeah. watch. I just watched a bunch of the episodes, and like, there's this one episode where Chandler's like, I think he's, it's just like Chandler's memories, a lot of them. Like, they're just like, it's an excuse to like just do a uh, recycle old episodes, basically. And, um, one of the big things is like this running theme of like, oh, Chandler's gay. Is he not gay or whatever? And like, it's such a like, a, 
right like there's so much relief in him not being gay (laughs) and it's just like what like come on um i don't know right is it like it's one of those things like it's one of those things that gets played off Mm -hmm. for a joke and it's it's sad that that was even something funny like in the first place like you're just kind of like it, it. Some of these things just are not aging well, and you're just like, oh, like. And they also play off because uh, Monica yeah. used to be fat, so like fat Monica is is played off mm-hmm. as a joke as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 it a is. shame because I, I I it it is stuff you love. It's you know it's stuff you love, but you can't really make excuses for it because you're like, no, they right. did that. Right. Like, and and like that's that's kind of like the thing where it's like, uh, yes, I love this film so much, but I have to acknowledge like. Uh, the places where it does disappoint me, and um, that's yes. that, that's one of them. Like so, some of these crimes that we talk about, it's just like, oh come on, really? But that the <laughs> right, it's like minor <laughs> but things. Then this like... is like, and and honestly, like when you have Christina and Cher in a film, like one of your biggest audiences is going to be the queer community, particularly the gays, uh, um, and um, you know, just like I, I feel like most of the people that rewatch the film probably have are somewhere along the spectrum of that and then when you have those jokes in there it's like you know the like the worrying on transphobic or maybe even actually transphobic stuff um it's just like oh come on but um i don't know maybe um maybe they'll do a part two and and try to um (laughs) right their wrongs like like all these remakes are trying to do these days (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe the, maybe the stage production yeah. will uh, yeah. will kind of some of the some of the crimes we've mentioned. Maybe they'll yeah they'll improve. I don't want to say improve on those crimes because that just sounds like they're going to go more criminal. <laughs> I mean, like I get I get what you're saying though. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, improve on the crimes is not is is what I want to say, but not not mm-hmm. it's not coming out right. Exactly. But yeah. It is one of those things. You go back and watch something, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I know I'm talking a lot about the things I don't like about the film, but like the things that I do like, I think are great. Is like the songs that we get are so awesome. Um, yes, the production behind the numbers, especially yeah. like, like especially like you were saying, like especially some of the <laughs> costumes that we get in it are really fit. Actually, the costume yeah. design is pretty beautiful um yeah there's a lot of i mean i i do know that there was uh, share i don't know if she tweeted this or she said it in an interview like years after um like this was years after burlesque came out and she was like talking about how at one point she heard steve atten saying like oh i don't care about the rest of the film i just want the the musical numbers to be shot really really well and like (laughs) i think it kind of shows um not that the rest of the movie isn't shot beautifully because it is but um yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the songs are like But there's there's special attention given to the the musical numbers and you could definitely tell that, especially mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like and that's fine if that's what you mm-hmm. want your movie to be. Like just make it make it two hours of that. Yeah, exactly. Um I don't know. It it tries to be a lot of different things, but um again, I don't know. It just comes down yeah. to me being able to sit back and just enjoy it. So Yeah. Right. Which it is. It is. It's a fun movie. It's. It is yeah. enjoyable. Like I do see. Like, it's not a movie I'm gonna rewatch over and over again. But to be honest, especially now that it's on Netflix, if I'm ever just having a day where like, 
like you know again like i'm working from home and i need something on in the background and kind of just want to be like mm -hmm. entertained this is a great movie definitely for that, I think. yeah it serves that purpose very very well um to be like a fluff thing yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely um but like as a like speaking as like a, a writer myself, the I think like the some of the misdramatic opportunities there were like like one of the things that I, I feel like could have panned out a little bit better was like you remember Dwight from the beginning? Like um Yeah. It was kind of like, Oh, he's gonna come after you. Nothing ever happens. Um <laughs> When I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, this is kind of so she's going to have to be like on the run from him right. or you know what I mean? Like or something. Right. And then, like you said, like they're just like, no, we're, we're exactly. not going to go back to that. Exactly. And um, and then, you know, I had heard some of the songs before the movie came out. And so, well, like, of course, because the soundtrack came out like a while before. And um, Cher's, Cher's second right. song, it's like, you know, you haven't seen the last of me. Like, it's about money problems. <laughs> you know, like it's not. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think money problems are, are like, oh, trust me, I'm very familiar. <laughs> it's like I feel so poor. But um, <laughs> but like you know, it wasn't like she 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 didn't have like something to prove as like her character. There was no character development going on, right? It was just like, oh crap, I couldn't get the money to keep the no. the, the, the club open. Yeah. There's no character development that 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 sort of um fleshes out the story. And so like, I don't know. That was like also one of my things that I wish I could have seen more of like what well yeah the that the last of me number is very much it's very funny too because it's like she's she's looking at like the final notice papers and she comes out and they i think they have to yeah. rehearse something and so she puts in the it's like instrumental the last like it's mm -hmm. very on the nose like this moment yeah. that she's having and it just feels it, like it just feels like it's great to hear Cher sing but at the same time the movie was like this song has to get in here somehow. <laughs> right. Here we go. And like, it did win them a Golden Globe. So, I mean, like. Yeah. Oh, it's a great song. And I mean, Cher is singing it. I mean, like, I don't know what else you could ask for. But it was just very funny. Like, when you see, like, even on the, like, the CD mm -hmm. when she puts it in, it says The Last of Me. I was like, yep. oh, boy. Yep. It was um, ballad, ballad time. But yeah, you know, like, the, the, the threat that, like, lyrically, if you're looking at the song, like, She's talking about, like, you know, there's this um, outside threat, and she is going to stand her ground, right? And, like, it just right. would have been so much more effective if it was, like, you know, something maybe, like, like Nikki had done that was, like, undermining her, or, like, Christina even. Like, before I, I had seen the film, I was like, oh, this is going to be towards Christina. Like, Christina's maybe stealing her club. I don't know what's going on, but, like, she's feeling threatened, right, by one of the characters. Right. But it's not the characters, it's just by... um you know the, the idea of losing her club which is is it is pretty major for a character but like i don't know i feel like it could have been in better context yeah well i think like i think kind of to what you were saying like they kind of missed some like story beats that i think could have made this film just a like a mm -hmm. little bit stronger like i think it would have been maybe maybe to focus a little more on Cher's relationship with nikki and like have her be this like daughter who's just kind of, you know who's always mm -hmm. drunk and like like you said like maybe direct this song yeah. at her and maybe Nikki's trying to do something with the club or like kind of develop that mm -hmm. further like the relationships yeah like between the women as well because like Nikki like she kind of gets over her stuff fairly quickly like when she kind of give like i don't know it's just it's odd it's almost like they didn't know what to do with anybody that wasn't Cher <laughs> or Christina yeah. Aguilera 
Besides Stanley Tucci, who I think just could just who could have just read the phone book, and I would have been oh like, my God. That yeah, he's Oscar. his performance is just so like, like it's just honest, right? Like a, a lot of the other a lot of the other it things, is. a lot of the other acting performances. I mean, Christina did a lot better than I was expecting her to. Um, I think she's a pretty good actress. Cher's obviously a great actress, although her face doesn't really move at this point in her life. But but like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's. No, Christina Christina Aguilera was way better than I thought she was going yeah, to be. Yeah, she's a she's a natural. Um, although this is such a, a funny film for her to have done because, um, when you know before she signed on to this film, she was talking about stepping into you know Hollywood and like doing movies, and she was like, "I'm never going to do a musical first. Like, I don't I don't want to write on like being a pop star. I want to like, you know, really prove that I can I can do the work for what it is and like." then this movie comes along that's written for her and she gets to do all these like cool things with it so like of course she's not going to say no to it but like it's just funny that this ended up being her like basically at this point still her only big um movie that she's done so she did like a a voice in the emoji movie i don't think i can count that so (laughs) i don't think i don't think anybody counts the emoji movie Sorry, sorry emoji movie I don't. I don't like to be shitty. I don't like to be shitty to other films, but I don't think anybody counts right. the Emoji movie. <laughs> that movie has Sir Patrick Stewart in there I as the poop know. emoji. I mean, that is a tragedy in itself. How? I mean, obviously they just needed to make a, make a quick buck with the the movie, and they probably did. So. I don't even think. I don't think that really? movie made any money, though. That's the thing. Like they were like, "Oh, this is gonna take oh, off." Yeah, I, I don't think it did very sucks. well. I feel like it was like a. A good like and, summer film to like take your kids to, but maybe people just didn't. I don't know. I think maybe people realized, oh, this is this is how this is how the apocalypse <laughs> starts. Maybe we don't give this that's true. money. Yeah. <laughs> if if everybody views the emoji movie, then that's the four horsemen will appear. <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm being very shitty. I'm very sorry. Emoji movie. People worked on that yeah. film, worked very hard. Aww. I'm being an asshole. I'm very very sorry. <laughs> sorry, emoji movie. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Christina. I didn't mean to insult you. Please still yes, contact please. me in a sim. I did. I didn't mean it. <laughs> you were fantastic in the emoji yeah, her movie. Voice Sorry. Is amazing. Her speaking voice is so great. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I haven't seen the emoji movie, but I'm I I can probably guarantee she's probably one of the better I mean, parts of that movie. I don't. I've seen like a clip of of that. I think that's the only clip I did see. I like went on YouTube because I was. Just, it was just the, the Christina Aguilera I just, scene. I was just like, okay, well, I need to like see this because she's in like such a small part of it. So I'm like, I can I can watch the minute of it that she's in and like give her that. Um, I was just it was she wasn't in it long enough for you to actually give oh, no. like go see that movie. No, sit and the I wasn't going to be giving the emoji movie my ten dollars or whatever anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm probably I, smart I'm, I'm happy to have held on to that that ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you had been with your friend who had the subscription to the, you could have been like, take me right. to see the emoji movie, and then you this wouldn't have true. had to spend. This is true, money. but I don't know. That's such a great like way to. I don't know why. I haven't really heard of that um, being like a business model for movie theaters here. I feel like it would be pretty like, especially with like the subscription model of things these days. I feel like people would really be into it, but I don't know. So I, I will say, uh, AMC. I'm about to plug something for mm-hmm. free with you for you. Uh, they do have AMC has the A list, which I have, where it's like you spend like twenty bucks a month, 
and you get to oh, see three ooh, movies a week. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying I use it all the time, but there's a reason I have no like outside. <laughs> no, that's that's in this, and it's because of the AMC A list. Like, I highly I mean, recommend it. It's you're great. you, and I know how much you appreciate and love film in general. So like, it's it's like a no brainer for sure. But even if you're not like a huge movie buff, that pays for itself. Even if you go to like one or two movies a month, so. I was about to. I, I literally try and sell this to everybody. Like again, AMC, you could you could get yeah. so much money off me. I will sell this. But yeah, like even if you see like two movies, yeah, you've exactly. already got your money's worth. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, I they show you how much in the app like you've saved like oh, from being like an A lister. And last year, I saved eight hundred dollars. Wow. So it's like highway robbery. Don't take my A list from me, <laughs> AMC, please. Oh my god. I love it. But I'm you. I'm I. I'm literally like because I, I feel like I'm the exception. Like people don't go to the movies as often as I do. But holy crap, I yeah, love it. So I, nice. I, mean, I guess they like they probably figure you'll buy like food and stuff when you're there, and it works out for them. Because right, yeah, yeah. They only really care mm -hmm. about the concessions. It's anyway. just like getting your butt to the seat and then the, the, hoping you'll yeah. <laughs> spend while you're there. Yeah. Yeah, the real joke's on me because I do everything. <laughs> hey, you so. saved eight hundred bucks last they got year, me. so I, you know, I think it's still it's a win-win <laughs> for sure. I hope I hope my mo my mom and dad are proud. I saved eight hundred dollars <laughs> last year because I go to the movies you can all that the time. The title of the of the episode to like, you know, I don't know. Does your mom listen? I know your mom was on one. AMC A list is amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. My mom, my mom, like listens to them every once in a while i feel like she only listens to the okay, one my brothers okay. are my brothers well, are you know if she's like scrolling through so, the episode titles and she says oh courtney saved eight hundred dollars maybe that'll be a good way to you know let her know she'll be like let, let me hear this because she probably owes me i probably owe my mom money she'll be like well this is interesting <laughs> you saved eight hundred dollars and yet have not paid me this <laughs> Right. That'll be a fun conversation. If my mom listens to this episode, I'm going to test her right now. Mom, if wow. you're listening, test. Okay. Um, no, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, assume you're like, I'm, not, assume you're like, I'm never coming get back on this in these, podcast. <laughs> in this... <laughs> Asim made me do it, Mom. Let's just it's keep all the title fault. of the episode, Crimes of Burlesque. <laughs> yes, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Burlesque. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm gonna, it's going to be burlesque with the Sim Nockby, but then in quotations, it's going to be Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of Burlesque, just because I think I, that's I'm funny. all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Oh, Asim, we've been talking for over an hour. Um, is is there anything else you wanted to hit on? Um, while you had me here. Actually, we hit. I was about to say we hit on a lot of the things I wanted to talk about, and I feel like I feel like I got actually. This is I feel like this has been one of my more fun conversations because like you legitimately like like that you have these memories surrounding it, and you got to go to the premiere and everything. Like that's what I think. Yeah. That's what. Oh. It's just, it's so great. I'm very excited. Like, I'm so excited that you have these memories to go with. Yeah, like, it's, it, it makes the whole thing, like, I don't know. Whenever I watch the film, like, you know, I get to relive those little, like, moments and stuff. So it, it is, um, it is pretty good. And, like, the, um, oh, I know I talked a lot about the, about the crimes, but, like, one of the things that I didn't mention that I really, really, really loved that I got from this film is the Marilyn Madsen cover yeah. of The Beautiful People. But like Christina's version, it it plays over the credits. I don't know if you you watched that far to get to it. 
I th- it's on the soundtrack, on the soundtrack so, yeah, right? Because I listened to the soundtrack. Track. Yeah, then I will have listened to. It. I'm gonna have to re-listen to it though, because I'm yeah, not. It's not it's coming so to mind good. like right um, away. I did to get that in there because um, that was that song was a huge part of like I would like be walking to you know I was like studying abroad, so like I had like a 20 minute walk to class, and um, I, th- there were there were definitely a couple of weeks where I just listened to that on repeat the whole time. <laughs> so. Oh, it's when you when you when you hear a song that you just love, I do that all the time. Like it's just like you you're just like I just want to listen mm-hmm. exclusively to this song. And especially like like when you're walking or like when you're working or something like you're like this is all I need. Yeah. This is the it's soundtrack to my day. Song too for the gym, just putting it out there. Um and also like I a lot of people <laughs> don't know this about me, but like um I love Marilyn Manson so much. Like in middle school I listened to him all the time like just as much as christina i promise you and i know that seems like what as much as christina but like um i he's he's an artist that i really really appreciate so much um and um just to be able to to hear christina do a cover of one of his songs was um it was just you know amazing Sim, I really feel like this movie, like, really was made for you, especially, like, everything, like, you know what I mean? Like, for yeah. her to do a cover of, Mar- like, a Marilyn Man, like, it's just, like, that's yeah. so great, though. Like, like, to have that, it does, this, this film does feel like it's just very, it's Definitely. a very Sim, it's and, a very you know, Sim um, movie. When Christina, like, had first debuted, um, there was a, there's an interview with Marilyn Manson saying he wanted to cover Genie in a Bottle um and i've been waiting for it since no there's a version of it on youtube that was done by someone else but everyone just says it's by marilyn manson but it's not him um i would still love to hear him do that or any other christina song because i feel like he you know like he 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 does with his voice like this thing where it's like i don't give a shit which is very much like what christina does um like i don't give a shit i'm just gonna go for it so that would be um interesting to, to hear but um, I don't know. At least I got I, at least I got this out of it. Yeah, so this was a good song. Yeah, I would love I, to hear his version of "Genie in a Bottle." I think that'd I think be, be super interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I really love his version mm-hmm. of uh, "Sweet Dreams" yeah. are made of this by the Arrhythmics. I feel like that's like one of the most popular. Like, obviously, I haven't listened to as much Marilyn Manson, but like, his I really of love his love version of that song. So good. Um, he does really good yes. covers, yeah, of like songs that you wouldn't expect him to to do. So, uh, yeah, well, like let's do that yeah. too. Let's uh, Marilyn Madsen, if you're listening, um, let's get on that cover. <laughs> it's, Dear Marilyn Manson, um, if you could really get on that genie tw- in the it's bottle, it's been twenty cover, years since genie uh, in the bottle came out. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's oh man. I'm sort of like I've I've been feeling really old lately. Yeah. Like when I look back at things, like like Mulan. Mulan was 22 years ago. Yeah. Like if we're speaking like yeah, Christina Aguilera related um, projects. And she got actually, you know, Christina was awarded last year the um, Disney Legends Award for um, for her work on Mulan. Oh, it is that's because that song is she, amazing. She has. I'm gonna plug her residency. <laughs> she has a. Uh, do it. Plug plug away. She's still listening. She needs you. Also, Christina, get Marilyn Manson on that cover yes, that, of Or Jean a duet. Bob, like, hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that either. Um but yeah, no, Christina has a really, really amazing yes. um Vegas residency called The Experience. And um it started last year, and last year was like the um you know, the twentieth anniversary of her twenty twenty two, I don't know. Um anyway, it was one of the anniversaries, you know, of her doing reflection and she sings that live now, which she hadn't done in like so long, so um it's 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 a cool experience. 
probably because of the Disney <laughs> snipers waiting well, I think to she was she was very much like her um, celebrating her um how far she's come right and that was like the, the, it was the same day she got the right. um the the Mulan soundtrack and a record deal with um RCA um so like it was a you know that was a, a it was a good week for her <laughs> um, yeah she was having a really great week that week um yeah and uh i'm so thankful for for her you know having done that and like cuz they were having a lot of trouble finding the right vocalist for um for that song and they needed somebody to hit that note in full voice um and, and i don't think Whitney Houston was up for it yeah <laughs> so no, when Houston was like, um, "I already, I already did it. Uh, I, I've already done, done my, done my stuff. Don't need to do it." Have you heard my cover right. of "I Will Always Love You"? There you go. Exactly. But go yeah, listen to um, that again. It, it's been a nice full circle sort of um, moment, and um, twenty years since that, ten years since Bionic and Burlesque. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what's, what more is to come. Yeah, I mean, her having the residency in Vegas, though. Oh my god, that's that's, it was it was such. A, I saw it twice, of course, when I went. Um, the first night, I I had a seat, and then the second night, I was like right up front by the stage, and um, it was like such a life changing experience for me because like getting to see her like kill it like that, like four feet away from me, was it was like what I had needed yeah. since I was a child, right? And like. When I first started to, like, love Christina right. so much, it, one of the reasons was, like, you know, it was just seeing this woman who could do anything that she wanted to, and she had the voice to do it, um, and everything she did was, like, top-notch, in my opinion, at least, um, until Lotus came out, but, you know, that has some good songs on it, too. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> just um, getting getting to, to see her, like, do all of that stuff, like, in front of me, it was um, it was pretty, pretty cool. Right. Um, and yeah, and burlesque is part of that that body of work. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is, and I, I do feel like I, 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 unfairly roasting this film, but there there is some things to roast about it. But it is it it's it's a fun movie. You're, I I think you're very much, if you're a Cher fan and a Christina Aguilera fan, you're gonna be very happy with it. And it is it's just a fun time definitely. at the movies. Yeah, or like you know, if you're like, um. I feel like if you're a little intoxicated and you just want to put something on that feels good, you know, it, <laughs> just yeah, it's burlesque a, is the it's film. a really, really good film for um, just chilling and, you know, being entertained. So, and like I said, it doesn't ask anything of you. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, it very much is one of those movies. Like if you kind of just want to, if you want to have a very pleasant evening, like you said, chill, mm -hmm. have a nice big glass of wine. This is the movie. Also, again, Kim, or Kim, Kim Jesus, Kim, what's his face? <laughs> I'm not even, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you, Asim, coming in for the assist. I'm going to record you saying that, and then just if I ever it. have to say his name again, I'm just going to play that, because I, because even, even you saying it, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say it again, but I'm so glad you knew, because otherwise it would have been like me butchering okay. his if name you're like five Cam, or six times. Like, I got you. I got your name. And if you need me to get Cam, anything I'm really else, sorry. let me know. <laughs> um, uh, Cam, I'm really <laughs> sorry. Also, you have a nice huh? butt. I'll yes. just put that out there. Yes, you do. Okay. I'm going to stop being creepy now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're in agreement on that. Yeah, he's very exactly. And I, I don't even know a lot of other stuff that he's done. I know he was in like one of the Twilight movies. 
Um, but I think that's about it. I don't. I, f- I feel like oh, he's been in something so. I I really like. Oh, I think he's an easy A. I think he's the guy that like. I'm pretty sure he's an easy A. Okay. He kind of plays a dumb blonde in that movie, and he's very he's very funny one, in that I, movie. I didn't mean Although to Although Easy not A is that. a great movie. Uh, Courtney, you haven't seen you're going to hate me, and you're not going to want to be friends with me, but there are a lot of films a, I haven't seen that I really like. need to get on. Um, assume, how have you... Okay, <laughs> you broke my heart a little bit with Catching Fire, but I'll, I got over it. But Easy A, uh, how Okay, have so you like in the last ten a? years, the only two movies that I've really seen mostly are the Harry Potter films and Burlesque over and over. Um... <laughs> All right, a sim. I'm gonna make you a list, and you need to watch all these movies. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to send like Maddie, Jess, and Taryn to okay. just make you watch um, those movies. I'll, I'll, you know, come on, man. Hey, listen, break, if you can give me a list, you're breaking my like, heart because I, I really trust your judgment, and I think you know me well enough to like know what kind of um, films I would also enjoy. Um, so, I yes, I trust you will you on love Easy yeah, you know I promise I'll, you. Um, I will. Is it on Netflix? Anyway, I'll find. I'll find it. I'll. I'll figure it out. I don't think so, because otherwise I would watch That's it. Right. A ton. Oh, a sim. You're about to. You're about to get like a whole bunch of movie okay. like suggestions from me. Yes, okay. you're about to get a ton of them. Let me see. Let me see if you're really gonna break my heart, because I know we saw Phantom Menace in theaters with each other. You've seen most of the Star uh... Wars movies, right? Not oh, most you're about of to break them. my heart. I haven't aren't seen you? any of the ones since um, A New Hope and all of that stuff happened. Um, or not A New Hope. Um, what was the one? The the one that came out like that started the whole reboot thing. Um, Force Awakens. Yeah, that was. Oh, Force Awakens. Um, I haven't seen any of the ones since that, but I have seen most of the the ones previous to that. So you, I hope that still. All right. Um, Okay. I'll, I'll give you. Um, I'll give you a pass. No, I, I know. I know. I need to watch it, if only for oh, Adam Driver. Oh but um, like, <laughs> so. I mean, yes. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this back around. Hi, Adam Driver. I hadn't mentioned you a ton in this episode, yeah, but I soon um, brought no, it up. No, I. It's it's not that I haven't like I've actively like avoided watching it, but um, I've just you know. It, feel, it feels that no, way, Asim. This like, feels like a personal attack. Came out, um, a Force of Awakens <laughs> was the same kidding. year that um, the first Fantastic Beasts came out. And I was very much in the camp of, like, yes. this is my Force Awakens. Like, <laughs> you know? Cause... Oh, and that first Fantastic Beasts is really great. I love the first Fantastic Beasts. What, uh, what's your opinion you on know, Crimes of Grindelwald? Um, I think it was too confusing of a plot to have um, execute the way that you that they did um i think that it i think that um jk rowling yeah. uh, ability as a screenwriter um or like the the places where she lacks really really come through in that film although after having watched it once and then going back and watching it and sort of already knowing where the plot is going it's a lot more enjoyable in my opinion is it? Because to be fair, I saw it once and I literally left the theater I and I was like, okay. what the fuck I was that? I still have like a lot of, um, yeah. yes, she created the world and she can do whatever she wants with it. But like, um, including McGonagall in the film before she was even born was like, it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, well, well, and they that operate one, at Hogwarts. I, I'm going to, I'm going to give it some more time because it's possible that, um, that was implemented after, um, 
after that time. Which, right. yeah, that's that's fair. But that, well, the, I don't know. There's a ton, go- like too you said, like, there's a ton going on in Crimes of Grindelwald. And then it's, yeah, there's way too much. And then I don't know what they were Goldie? doing with Goldie. I just, is that her name? The one oh, of the, the um, sister that's not Tina? It's not Goldie. It's, is um, her name Goldie? What is it? Queenie. 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 I can't believe yeah. I called her. I called her Goldie. <laughs> wow. Uh, so when I said my memory was not okay. great, I I legitimately uh, meant it. I can't believe I called her Goldie. Yeah, I, she has blonde I, I hair. That's that. why I was no, calling her Goldie. She, she was, I like how you knew what I was talking about. Though you we were like, "Oh, this this moron. She um, means Queenie, but I know do, what she's talking uh, about." Because there's a lot that we can get into, and I know we're like coming up on like maybe 90 minutes now, but. um but yeah, I feel like the yes. direction that her character went in in that film was so like what, and then also the big reveal at the end, like the very big thing, um, which yes, well, you can spoil it. I spoil okay. a ton of well, stuff. I know. On here. Last Go time ahead. I talked to Maddie, she hadn't watched it, and I, I don't know if she listens to this. But... Oh, Maddie, <laughs> like, turn you it know off the now. Thing? And she's like, "What? That Nagini's in it? No." I'm like, "No." She's irrelevant in the whole film. I don't know why, but like the other thing, and she's like, "No, I don't know." And I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah, then you don't know what it is." All right. Well, uh, well, 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 hold on, Maddie. Turn this off for like a minute, and then me and you can say it really quickly. We'll go like a minute and talk yeah, about it. Yeah, or the, really the Dumbledore, Dumbledore thing, right? Like, what? Yeah. Well, that was why, like, yeah. like the movie had already pissed me off, and then like that happened, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, like everybody's related in this. Just really, really weird. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Maddie. Okay, Maddie, you can listen again. Like, we we got it out. Worst. <laughs> yes, and that thing is just like, like. I don't know. I I feel like it has to do with the um. What do you call it? Um, the thing, the obscurus. Um, maybe being a manifestation of something that Dumbledore yeah. tried to do, um, like Albus Dumbledore. So I don't know, because you know the way that they sort of worded it, it's it's kind of a gray area. So yeah, oh, I mean we are five, getting a third total. one, which I mean, yeah, I know, but they like I I felt like after Crimes of Grindelwald, I was well, like. Hey. We'll see how this does. Like, let's let's see how this does. Maybe we will. But now it's not coming out until at least next year. So, yep. Which I think is a good thing. I I agree with what you said. I think you could definitely see yeah, J.K. Rowling's not a great screenwriter because she had like fifteen ideas. Good, yeah. Like it just like she had. I think she again. She introduced a lot of interesting things, yeah. but because there were so many things, yeah, the film was like, off. we don't have time for this. So. Like. No, and it really wasn't about the Fantastic Beasts at this point. I mean, just don't yeah, call it Fantastic Beasts I thought they were going to run to this problem, but like, I think her response to this has been like, "Well, you know, the the biggest beasts in the world are humans, and it refers to like them as like these beasts too." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> yeah, that's 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 you're put you're pushing it at that point, J.K. Rowling. Like, that's not why we're paying to see these Fantastic Beasts. I will give them that, but it's. It's clearly not about Newt anymore. It's going to be about Dumbledore versus Grindelwald. And right. that has a lot of, there are a lot of things to unpack in that relationship, which I'm really excited to see. So like, I'm going to keep going. Um, and I'm also going to try to enjoy the movies without right. like thinking about them as pieces of J.K. Rowling's work necessarily. And just trying to enjoy it being in the, in the world. Well, that's, I mean, 
that's 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 what sucks about everything that's kind of happened with jk rowling lately is it is something you love like you know it's this thing you love and a lot of her audience i i mean i read a lot of the twitter comments like in response to what uh what happened recently and she and a lot of people pointed out like i felt like you gave me the safe haven and yet you just said something that's firmly against like yeah. me and like that's so horrible to see <sighs> yeah and it, it it's sad to i see. don't even know like there, there's and, been a lot of things that she's done that have been problematic that i'm like okay maybe she'll redeem herself but like at this point that, yes. that tweet that she did it was designed very much to like sort of seem very friendly and welcoming and open um and where it goes, it, if you do, if you dig a little like, bit, it's like, oh wow, you're a very, you're very much a trans exclusionary radical femi- feminist. Like, um, okay, <laughs> yes. So I don't know. Right. It's it, and it is like you said. Like she's had a couple of instances, but she kind of keeps not. She she does. She keeps showing herself over and over yeah, again. That at this point, it's just kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think a lot of people need to get off Twitter, yeah, a couple of people like just in general. But yes, JK really just needs to like. Yes, a, a lot of people are coming to mind. Uh, uh, just today, I don't oh, know if no, you I saw didn't. Stephen King oh, tweet. Do I want to know? Yeah, I think he was. Uh, he was trying to. I think he was I'll, I'll trying to. It. I I yeah. I'll just go say just go look it up. Yeah, because I I saw I saw a brief little bit of it and it wasn't mm, it wasn't okay. it wasn't great. Uh, Steve, Stephen King had been fairly unproblematic oh, for me up okay. until this point. Um, I was like, "Oh." Uh, once we once we're finished, that'll be the there first thing go. I do when I can ruin my night. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, like, like I'm not. I'm not going to okay. undermine like what he said, but it just like a few people. I I don't follow him, but I, people few people I follow were like okay. pointing things out about his mm. tweet, and I was like, okay. "Oh, that's not not good." I'll have to. Wow. Well, yeah. let me let me bring let me bring this back to burlesque okay. and things we loved about burlesque before I wrap this up. There was uh, again, I really loved the musical numbers in it, and I do think this is very oh, much yeah. a vehicle yeah. for Christina Definitely. Aguilera. Like full display, full yeah, on I mean, display. I, like I, we got some great great moments of her doing things with her voice that like I knew that she could do because I know a lot of her deep deep cuts and stuff, but um and like having heard her right. do um at last live like at a james's at last and like seeing how she like kills it um you know like things that like most general yeah. fans didn't do i i was so happy that you know general not even fans but the general public that was seeing this like got to like witness like the glory that is christine aguilar's voice so yeah yeah right well Asim, thank you very much for coming on and talking. Uh, your one of your favorite of course, films with me. Been thank such you for a talking pleasure. for less with so me. I had so much fun. I was about to say, and we will I'm be doing so a Harry Potter fun. series. I've already decided. <laughs> I'm gonna make. Oh, gladly. I'm gonna make you come on this I'm podcast so, again. Yeah, that sounds like a and... fun, a fun podcast. <laughs> you know, like um, our favorite Harry Potter ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down. I think okay. we should do that. I think we're definitely gonna do that. Um, and then before before we say goodbye to everybody, can you go ahead and give us uh, the uh, the the URL that's going to be yes. in the description so, again um, for the, Shot Roots? The URL for the tickets is um, newyorktheaterfestival.com slash shot hyphen roots. And then um, the 
the URL for the actual fundraiser, which again, I would really, really appreciate even like $5 or $10 from anyone. Um, it's gofundme.com slash shot roots as just like one word. Um, that's S H O T R O O T S. And you can, um, you can follow shot roots on Instagram at just shot roots. Um, if you want to just support us that way and just give us some likes, please do. I was about to say, and if uh, if people oh, want to find you on social media, uh, you can where find can me, they find you? Uh, as Packy Panic, which is on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I think if you type in Facebook.com slash Packy Panic, but I don't really add people anymore on there. Um, so, you know. Which is probably it's for the really best. Is. Facebook's kind oh, of a health yeah, site Twitter at this Instagram, point, just like Twitter. P-A-K-I-P-A-N-I-C. So. Um, so that's where you can find me and follow me and you can totally say hi. Um, I would love to um, say hi back. <laughs> That's right. Even oh, he'll throw absolutely. in a gif of Christina Aguilera as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Sam. I've, I've had a, a genuinely and fun it's been time talking to just, um, talk in general with you. It's been a while, so. Yes, I know. It's been a very oh, long I'm time. I'm bad. a very bad anyway, friend. I'm bad yeah, at this has been quite so. a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> yeah, of course. And guys, this has been Ghost Facing It, the podcast where we talk favorite films with some of my favorite people. And we will Bye. see you guys again next week. Bye. <laughs>